So I've discussed a lot of interesting shit on this podcast. You know, some of it has very practical meaning, you know, such as the expectations and the standards of women, which I'm to talk about today. But also some of that shit is very, very weird. Although I feel like this next story is probably the weirdest one I've had on the podcast yet. Because four Indian men were recently arrested for, get this, raping a Bengal lizard. A Bengal lizard. I'm still trying to process that shit. How the fuck do four people go to an animal reserve and then decide to take turns on a Bengal lizard? Like, I probably have the same exact questions that you do. Like, first of all, why the hell would four men decide to rape, especially all together, one Bengal lizard? And secondly, if all four of them were abusing that Bengal lizard, and that's technically now a fivesome, who the fuck was getting ahead? I'm actually quite curious to know, because I don't know what it is that would make four people decide to rape a reptile. Like, is it one of those times where they're like, you know what, this is reptile pussy, so let's see how it compares at scale. Because it literally makes no sense at all whatsoever how it is that four grown men can look at a Bengal lizard and be like, you know what, I'd like to fuck that. Like, have you actually ever seen a Bengal lizard? Like, just go and Google that shit and look at it. And tell me if it's something that you think four men would actually rape. Not that I'm condoning it, not that I'm saying that something is rape-worthy or not. Don't get me wrong. Like, if you look at it, one, it is not the most attractive animal that you can actually look at. It's not like you can look at it and be like, this is beautiful. Like, it's National Geographic beautiful, but it's not, I'd like to fuck beautiful. Then secondly, it's not a particularly large animal that would take up four men so that you can actually get shit done. Like, according to Google, the Bengal lizard is roughly about 61 to 175 centimeters in length. If I put it in slightly better scales, pun intended, if you kind of think about it, 61 centimeters is about 3 to 4 years old of a toddler. And 175 centimeters is roughly about, what, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, if, if, if you're trying to be accurate. So it's not something that you'd consider to be particularly that big. But all in all, I'm glad that these guys were caught, they were arrested, and I hope they're brought up on charges and shit, because this shit is weird. Like, people usually talk about weird shit occurs on the internet, but this shit is next level weird. Although I'm not gonna lie, as cold-blooded as this is going to sound, I do have to admit that considering that the Bengal lizard was actually classified as an endangered species not too long ago, they did technically get pussy that was one of its kind. Anyways, we do have a lot to discuss on this podcast, and I kid you not, this is the weirdest that it'll get. I promise you, I'm not taking shit anywhere weirder than this, and I will definitely start this podcast in my very typical fashion, where I like to start by saying... Welcome to Breaktime on Westside, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who has never contemplated putting his lizard into another lizard. Stop thinking about it. I know you're thinking about it right now. Just stop it. Stop thinking about it. 
He is a man whose love of thick women prevents him from skinny dipping. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. This show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex and relationships show, where I get to address standards set by people who are trying to get into relationships. A bunch of people start questioning their ability to be in one gender. Some people get mad over something, but usually I have a conclusion at the end of it. And if you do like the conclusion, if you agree with it, if you disagree with it, if you just want to give some feedback or if you want to suggest a topic like it or like any other relating to love, sex and relationships, then you can slide into the DMs at Breaktime on website on IG is the page that you can slide to at Breaktime on website on Facebook as well. And at Bagak the D is my personal Twitter handle where you can slide into the DMs and give me your topics and feedback there. Now, of course, if you happen to be on any of those apps and, you know, you happen to have gotten to any one of those pages, then, you know, a nice follow would be appreciated. You know, it usually takes like quarter of a second. You know, it doesn't hurt anyone. And, you know, I usually appreciate that shit. And also, if you are listening to an app that allows for ratings and reviews, a rating and or review will be highly appreciated. Shoots me at the podcasting charts and everything. And, you know, it makes me feel good calling myself a chart topping podcaster. Kind of like that shit. But anyways, that aside, we should leave it and move it on to our main topic of today. But before we get to do that, we need to talk about Jada Pinkett Smith for a little bit. And yes, I know you're probably tired of hearing about this woman. So am I, but I'm not actually going to talk specifically about her. It's actually about her podcast, The Red Table Talk. Now, I don't know about you, but personally for me, ever since The Red Table Talk started bringing in a couple of very interesting characters and outlooks on things and, you know, whatever the hell happened to Will and the entanglement, I personally have not been liking the idea of Red Tables ever since. And in a very recent trailer, when they were busy talking about the the new and interesting people that will be hopping onto the next season of The Red Table Talk, Janelle Monet was mentioned there as she supposedly came out as non-binary. Now, personally for me, I usually don't really get what people mean by them saying that they're non-binary because Demi Lovato did that, I think it was in 2019 or 2020 or some shit, and y'all had my outlook on it. And, you know, that one's a very interesting character on her own. Now, Janelle Monet, who is, last I checked, a woman, who has decided to come out as non-binary, said, and I quote, I just don't see myself as a woman solely. I feel like God is so much bigger than the he or she, and if I am from God, I am everything. But I will always, always stand with women. I will always stand with black women. End quote. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that she's entirely wrong for her outlook or, you know, how she feels about herself isn't right or anything. But the last time I checked, if you have a vagina and you have tits, then you probably classify as a woman. Like, you have the organs that actually do classify you as a woman. Like, you have vagina. So, why not stick to calling yourself a woman? Like, I honestly believe that the day we all started taking whatever it is that people felt and started taking that shit seriously, we actually started to lose it as a people. Because how is it that a person with a vagina can suddenly come out and say, you know what, I don't feel like I'm just a woman, so I'm not going to classify as either male or female. Like, normally, back in the day, people would call that gender identity disorder, but apparently nowadays it's considered non-binary. Because if a mango tree that produces mangoes says that it feels like it's an orange tree, it's suddenly an orange tree. And we should accept it as an orange tree. So that, you know, even though it doesn't produce oranges, we should accept it as an orange tree. Like, it makes zero sense at all. It makes absolutely zero. 
because at the end of the day, when she's horny, she's still gonna touch herself the same exact way a woman does. It's not like she'll suddenly start pricking herself in the back because she does not subscribe to the gender norms. Like, make it make sense. I miss the days when shit was simpler. Like, I miss the days when, when we would literally know that a man has a penis and a woman has a vagina. Like, we just kept it simple. We didn't push beyond that. You know, no one else was trying to say that, oh, it's about mentality and how you feel and blah, blah, blah. Like, I wish we were still in those days. Because honestly, woke people have gotten me up to here. And by here, I mean the top of my head. Like, with all this shit that they push on us. Because honestly... I feel like just because you feel like something is the way you'd want it to be doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be that way. But that said, I feel like if you continue allowing woke people's complaints to go through each and every time, at some point they're going to start complaining that the red light is being discriminated against by being stereotypically used as the stop sign and the green sign is the go sign and apparently it's like discriminatory against reds and and it's privileged for greens so maybe we should make the red sign go and the green sign stop like honestly i feel like at this point that's probably the next thing that these guys are about to start complaining about and then they're going to call it colorism but on like a mechanical level but anyways since these guys will probably never stop complaining i will leave it at that and i will move it on to our main topic of today now sometime last week i happened to stumble upon an article from the nairobian which was done by a Diana Makoha and it was entitled Know Your Worth, Don't Lower Your Standards to Please Men. Now, I'm not gonna lie, it was a particularly interesting article for me to read and for those of you all that would want to read the entire article for yourselves, it's linked below. But I did find that there were quite a number of things that were particularly interesting. Now, I'm just going to summarize it for you very, very quickly. It was essentially just this woman busy talking about how guys have talked about women lowering their standards and yet women shouldn't and then she goes into defending why women should keep their standards high blah 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 and considering that this article talks about the supposed standards that women are supposed to keep high and considering that those standards do affect them in the dating market which is filled with us men you know not unless if you know they're trying to appeal to lesbians and shit I figured I might as well come in as this side of the market and actually seek to figure out whether it is that what she's saying is absolutely true. Because in as much as she can talk about keeping the standards high, you're not lowering them and everything, I'm the one who has to deal with those standards. I'm the person on the other end that will express attraction and may choose to bang, date or marry the person with those standards. So I might as well be the person to actually confirm or deny whatever it is that's being said. Now I'm going to start off by saying that there were some little bits that were actually true. Like there were some bits that she did mention that I actually do agree with that are actually true. But a huge majority of the shit that she was using to defend the entire statement was absolute bullshit. And I am here to mention all of those statements that she made so that I can dispel them as bullshit for those of y'all that might not want to read the entire article or might not be able to read the entire article. Now, the thing that she got right, quite honestly, was right at the beginning when she was talking about how when some guy mentioned that the babes who come from well-off families, you know, rich kids and everything, they are actually a lot more down to earth than a lot of the babes that are out here because they'll be willing to take up a lot more and they're willing to give a lot more for their partner. And she did come out to say that this was actually bull, that guys that are unable to get babes, stingy guys, broke guys, will usually use 
to make all the other babes somehow feel guilty or feel bad for for not choosing to do shit the way a certain guy who's stained your broke might want them and i can agree to that there's actually quite a number of babes who are from very well-off families who are from rich families that i know that have very high standards i kid you the fuck not like i have a homie who will almost always tell me that her engagement ring needs to be her man's salary for three months at the very least who will look at art cafe and say that she does not want to be taken for a data because that is below her level like i know people who are from very well off families who have very high standards as well so that's actually bull but beyond that there's a lot that's actually bullshit about what she was saying so first of all she was talking about how apparently these rich kids would be impressed by by the simpler shit by going for for the quote-unquote kienyeji food because apparently they don't go through it and the regular babes who've struggled who've suffered who are part of the middle class will have definitely gone through hardship and they've tasted some very hard times so they wouldn't want to go back there and truth of it is as someone who's interacted with uh fairly well-off people that's actually bullshit just because they might like mutura once or twice does not mean that they like hardship just because they have come from a place of privilege does not mean that they miss or they want the struggle don't get me wrong like babes from extremely well-off families do not want the struggles just the same way babes from struggling families or from not very well-off families would also not want the struggle so i find that to be absolute bullshit i feel like that's just shit talking to rich people because they probably didn't get to experience a lot of the things that might have been considered hardship but an interesting experience for other people like just because i didn't go to sanford doesn't mean that i'd love their fries just because i prefer the masala fries that you can get from java like i might have enjoyed java and i might want to try sanford but it doesn't mean that i'll particularly enjoy that struggle so i feel like that one was particularly bullshit now the next thing that she said was that apparently you shouldn't lower your standards because guys have double standards they will talk about how they don't like fake babes who wear wigs who wear makeup who have fake nails who have fake eyelashes and shit but they will go to the club and hop on the babe that has like five kilos of foundation and a cheap ass wig and shit and they will go and they will want to hit and they will chase that babe around and shit of which i will admit while she isn't entirely wrong about it she's not entirely right like that's the whole thing that i usually say time and time again of beauty is in the eyes of the beer holder and depending on how much beer you've had the more beer you have the more beautiful someone will be so when you go to a club and you're finding babes who are full of makeup who have cheap ass ways for you you're thinking about the sex like when you're looking at some version of a quote-unquote fine babe like you're thinking about the sex you're not exactly thinking about settling down yes maybe the babe that we want to be all natural we want to cook for us and clean for us probably might not look like that and we might not want them to look like that but it doesn't mean that just because we'd want to fuck this one we'd want to date and or marry them as opposed to the so-called natural babe now i'm one of those people that will typically tell a babe you know what you don't have to rock makeup go and look good in your natural state and by all means i live by that doesn't mean that i wouldn't hit a babe with makeup what i am saying is i like it when the babe that i look at when i wake up looks the exact same way when she leaves the house to go to work that's all i'm trying to say 
And while there isn't anything wrong with wanting to fuck a babe with makeup, you need to separate the idea of what's fuckable versus what's dateable. Alright? But anyways, another thing that I also saw that she said, which actually was absolute bull, was when she was saying that apparently it's the self-made women who actually set the higher standards because they have struggled and they have brought themselves up and they do not want to go back down. To which, when I read this, I probably laughed a little harder than I probably should because I have interacted, had relations and had some situationships with quote-unquote self-made women, much as I hate the term self-made, and I will tell you for a fact that, if anything, it's probably the smallest number of self-made women that will probably set those so-called high standards. Like, these self-made women, the self-employed, that I've gone and I've worked hard and I've paid my own fees and I've done blah 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 to get myself up, those babes are probably some of the most understanding because they know how hard it is to make a buck. They know how hard it is to actually do what it is that guys do because when they go out there and they put the work in and they have to struggle for themselves, they actually get to eat off the plate of reality a hell of a lot more than they get to actually just sit, look at stuff happen and wish things were better. Like, they actually get to taste reality so well that they end up looking at what's real and what it is that would be much more sustainable with a man as opposed to the idea that this man should be driving this car and he should be making this much blah blah blah. So you will find that a lot of them will actually say they just want a man that they can build with. They want a caring man who's loyal because they've already made their money and they're not trying to get any more money from another guy. But you find that the not so self-made, the ones that feel like they're entitled to a nigger busy putting money down on them are the ones who continue saying, oh, if a guy doesn't earn this much, oh, if the guy can't live by this and this standards, then they're not giving them a chance. So if anything, that's actually more bullshit than real. Although I feel like the worst one came somewhere towards the end where she was busy talking about how apparently guys like women who not only set standards but set high standards and setting standards is knowing one's worth. To which I thought about that for a second and I realized that that was probably the most well thought out bullshit that I have ever heard. Because when you actually think about it, guys can make it seem that way but here's the thing. We like a woman who sets standards of themselves, not for themselves. Like, I know it seems a bit confusing, so let me even try and break it down. So, for example, when a baby is like, you know what, I don't see the need of why I should go out every single weekend, get shit-faced drunk and get dragged home every weekend, we consider that a pretty good standard. You know, you don't have to drink recklessly every single weekend. If she says that she doesn't date someone or unless if she thinks that they can go for the long haul, then we consider that a pretty good standard. And, you know, if she has a history of like fairly long relationships then that would actually make sense if she says that she doesn't go raw with a dude not unless if she's dating them we can consider that as a pretty good standard but when someone is saying that i don't date a guy if he drives a small car or or i don't date a guy who doesn't make six figures or i don't date a guy not unless if he has good dick makes good money and is willing to fly me out and shit or i only date light-skinned guys like Personally, we wouldn't really give too much of a fuck about that shit. I don't care if you only fuck white guys. The only question that I'll ask is, can I get the pussy or not? Like, if I'm not getting the pussy from this shorty, I don't really give too much of a fuck. 
if I'm not getting to date or be with this shorty long term, then why the hell do I care what she'd want another man to do for her? Like that's what it is that I can do and if she can deal with that then well and good but if she can't deal with that then she's very welcome to fuck off. Cause I feel like there's only probably about a 5 or a 10% of guys that actually care about the kind of standards that a woman has for themselves. Cause there's not that many guys that are like you know what I'm dating this babe and she's a hard catch. Like you can't date her unless if you have like serious paper and I managed to get her. Or you can't date this babe not unless if you're like a famous celebrity or if you make like a mil a month. Like not unless you make a mil plus a month, you can't date this shorty and I have her. Like the niggas that usually will argue like that and will like that kind of a standard are usually guys who have a fuck ton of ego and possible insecurity issues. Like they wanna show that they're worth more, so they are trying to use that for like bragging rights and shit. Then the idea that setting standards is knowing one's worth is I think probably even more misleading because it makes it seem as though if you set high standards in terms of what it is that you want out of a guy that you're apparently setting your worth and and you believe that you're worth a hell of a lot more to which I will tell you for a fact that is not how markets work like I kid you the fuck not that is not how the market works like it is not the seller that determines the price that the buyer should always do it trust me under most markets it does not work that way obviously there's factors that can make that shit a little bit different but that's not how it works in the dating market because you cannot have the looks of a 2 and then suddenly set the standards of a 10 and expect guys to all of a sudden want to be with you because apparently you're higher value. It doesn't work like that. If you are a 10 and you're giving yourself the values of a 4 then probably you might be seen as a much better catch. And if anything, you might not necessarily know the difference as the person that has the face and the body and the features and the standards and shit. So normally what I will tell you to do is set good standards of yourself. You know, try and become as much of a great upstanding human being that you can be. You know, show that, you know, you can be decent. Show that you have some care in you. Show that you can be a good homemaker and shit. Like, show the qualities of the great upstanding woman that you'd wish any high-level man would want to be with. And in that way, at least you will put yourself on a much better level than people that are busy saying that they want this from a man or they want a guy that can do blah blah blah. Because at the end of the day, it's the buyers that will decide whether they are willing to buy or not in the market. And the sellers themselves, they can try and set the price. But if the product itself is not of high quality, no matter how high, no matter how low you want to price it, if people do not feel like it is worth the price that you're putting on it, people just won't buy. Like that's just how it is. But let me even conclude by saying this. Instead of telling people about how gold of a standard you want a guy to be, become the gold standard and I am not talking in terms of price, I am talking in terms of quality. Become the gold standard of quality and you will not have a problem with guys putting a good price on it. Like that's just facts and you can take it how you want. Although I am going to say for a fact though that if you are looking at a long term relationship, most of the shit that people use in the name of setting standards is actually mostly bull. Like the kind of car he drives, how much money he makes, like most of that shit kind of goes into the back burner because when you get into a long term relationship or at least when your relationship is going long term, most of that shit doesn't even matter anymore. You start looking at the more intangible things, you know, the loyalty, the, the care, the affection, you know, the support that can come with that shit. And most of that shit 
it's not like you can actually buy it or acquire it through making a fuck ton of money or having a 10 inch dick you just can't but then again i might be wrong about this shit even though i'd like to think i'm not but i want your thoughts on it the dms are open at breaktime on west side on ig is the page to hit me up on on facebook it is also at breaktime on west side and on twitter you can slide into my personal dms which is at bagak the d thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and if you are listening through Castbox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly and i will catch you guys on the next break <laughs>